Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, will be starting Maseches Ksubas, which means when Dav Beis Amid Aleph in Maseches Ksubas. For those who finished Yevamos, we trained in high altitude, and now we begin. Besula Niseis Leyom Harivi Ve'almana Yom Achamishi. A Besula should get married on Wednesdays. Almana should get married on Thursdays. Why? Shepamayim B'Shabbos Batei Din in Yoshvin Bayaros. Twice a week, Bezdin sits in the cities, and you know when that is, Biyom Hasheni Uviyom Achamishi, on Monday and Thursdays, Shim Hayalo Tainus Besulim Hayamashkim Levezdin. What is the Mishnah saying? That the reason why, it's not talking about the Omani yet, we'll talk about it in the Gemara, but the reason why a Besula gets married on Wednesdays that is because we want the Chassan, if he has Tainus Besulim, which means if he suspects that his wife entering the marriage was not a besula after all, he can go on Thursday, right? That's why you get married on Wednesday, because he can go on Thursday, because it's one of the days that the bezin convenes. Why does it not say su- uh, Sunday also? The Gemara will address that very soon. But let's put Sunday aside. He can go on Thursday, then right the next day, and go to bezin, which is another way of saying we don't want him to get used to the marriage. As soon as he has the tiniest basulim, if you made him wait a couple of days, he would say, you know what, I like the girl, you know, you get kind of like emotionally attached, Barry. And then he would say, forget it, I'm not gonna go and rat this girl out and make a whole stink about the fact that maybe she's not a basula. Beautiful. So Zog the Gemara, I'm just kidding. What am I, Barry's looking at me, you're not gonna give an introduction? What's going on here? That's not like you. So the, of course, this requires a lot of introduction. I don't know if this is how Chazal set it up, but I'd like to believe that they did. In explaining all of the questions on this Mishnah, we open up the world of Ksubas to us as follows. I'll ask you the following question. What is a Ksuba, first of all? So we know that's the thing that the guy reads in Aramaic that we don't understand under the chuppah. Hopefully in due time we will understand that. That's going to be part of our goal here. That's on the curriculum, Andrew. The other thing is, what does it have to do with this guy? Why is the day that the basula gets married, what does that have to do with the ksuba? That's interesting. And, you know, the question is f- strengthened by the fact that, who is this guy? Like, what is, what, is he Dr. Pleader? Like, he, he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know Gurnish mit Gurnish. He's going to come with Tainus Basulim. Like, what, what, what does he know? Uh, as to, he has no idea what's going on. Why are we encouraging him to go to Bezdin and start a whole stink and for the whole and 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 embarrass the kala and her family, we're encouraging him, right? That's the whole point of this Mishnah. We want it, we're getting married on Wednesday, which by the way we don't do. Why do we not get married on Wednesdays? Well, that's because we don't have the Bezdin convening on Monday and Thursday. It's part of the reason, but we'll get to that too. But assuming in the days that the Bezdin convene on Mondays and Thursdays, why are we encouraging this guy to read out his kala? What's what's the point of that? What's what's driving behind that? So. And it, it seems mean, doesn't it? It seems like misogynistic or something. So the, to answer that, so I heard a beautiful introduction from Rabbi Simon Wolf, actually. I got the opportunity to, uh, to listen to a few introductions here. And he quotes his Rebbe Rosenzweig, and he explains um, these issues as follows. So it really starts with the Rambam in Hilchus Ishus. The Rambam writes in the very beginning of Hilchus Ishus, first of all, just the heading of the Rambam, to Hilchas Ishos, which discusses all these uh, ideas of Seder and Hashem, just the heading itself 
is the subject of much discussion because the, the headings of the Rambam are significant. Every, every word is significant. And the heading is Lisa Isha Biksuva Vikidushin, which is fascinating because it's, it starts a, sparks, a destruct, uh, sparks a discussion as to whether Ksuba is Doraisa, which is not the purpose of our discussion now, although I will tell you that one of the words that the guy says up there at the chuppah in our Ashkenazic weddings is Doraisa, that these are the obligations that the man has to the woman Doraisa. Ksuba literally means written. It really means formalized, because as we will see, the Ksuba even works if it's not written down. But the obligations of the Ksuba are the obligations of Nisuin, right? They are a written, formalized set of obligations that the husband has to the wife, right, upon Nisuin. So really, this idea of uh, Besula Nises is relevant because Nisuin and Ksuba are linked. The Ksuba is the obligations of Nisuin. So the husband has those obligations formalized. So we say that they're formalized Doraisa. The Rambam's heading, the Koteras, implies that it's Doraisa. Rashi holds that Ksuba is Doraisa. These are not the mainstream shitas, but whether it's Doraisa or Dorban and what the difference would be is not for now. Just know that it's essential. So what did the Rambam say? He says that basically, a, out of character, he gives a history lesson. He says, Kodem Matan Torah, this is Ilchas Ishus Aleph Aleph. It's the Aleph base of Ilchas Ishus. Kodem Matan Torah, Adam Pogea Isha Beshuk. He gives you a whole historical lesson. What is he trying to say? What did the Torah add to the institution of marriage? So you, you might say that he says, well, the Torah invented the institution of marriage. That we know is not true, right? Because we have wives in the Torah. Adam, uh, Adam Arishon had a wife, Eve, right? Noah had a wife. Wives are mentioned in the Torah all throughout. So they didn't uh, right, institute the institution of marriage. The Torah did not do that. But it strengthened it in the following ways. So the first halacha is kiddushin. That's why it's called. So they took this nisuin. Nisuin is you take a wife and you bring it to your house. That's nisuin. What did Chazal do? So I'll say it outside because he also has an halacha dal. He repeats the phrase. And he basically explains three ways that we strengthen the marriage. What were Chazal trying to do? They were trying to show you, no, you can't just have a woman that you meet in, in the bar and then bring her home and start living with her and she's going to be your wife. That's how it always was, says the Rambam. What then happened? They strengthened that bond and made it sacred, so to speak, in three fundamental ways. The first way in Al-Khalaf is they added a Kiddushin, which is a formalized, right, setting her aside. We'll learn Masechus Kiddushin Bezat Hashem. But we already came up, we've already come across that concept, this erison, this kiddushin, setting the woman aside first and formally by designating her and getting her ready, right, before you just, you don't just go and jump into Nisuin, you formalize and get her ready. Okay? The second thing that's mentioned in Al-Khadalat is no more casual extramarital, right, affairs. No more casual extramarital, right, uh, relations. And that's in Allah Chadalad, right? It, he brings it, the Raman brings that from Losiye Kadesha, that the woman can't be a Zona, and therefore the man can't be with a Zona that makes him like a, a, a Zona in a sense. And therefore, that's how the Raman explains it. Again, without getting into the details now, that's the second thing. So he's saying, okay, you're going to have this formal Kiddushin, you're going to set her aside, she's going to set, 
she's going to get ready, you're going to get ready as the chasan, and also there's going to be no extramarital relations, right, casual ones. And then the third thing is the ksuba, okay? Now the ksuba is a way of making everything formal and explaining. And this Andrew understands very well, because Andrew has told me many times that the reason why you write a contract in any event, in business, or if you have neighbors, right, if you have a building, a co-op or whatever, you have to ask some of the uncomfortable questions in the beginning when you're writing a contract. What will we do in the event that this happens? What will we do in the event that this happens? And you're looking at each other like, well, that's going to happen? You know, what do we do in the event that we have a dispute over, you know, who has to fix this and who has to fix that? Uh, so the question, that's an uncomfortable question to ask, but it's less uncomfortable when you're asking it before it happens and you work it out ahead of time. The ksuba is essentially the formal contract where ahead of time we explain to the chassan and kala what are their obligations to this sacred union, okay? So guess what? We want, in the perfect scenario, so to speak, the kala to be a basula, Right, to be, to go to Beis Yaakov or wherever she goes and to grow up with a proper, right, attitude and go into this union with a proper attitude. And we want the chassan to understand that he has obligations to her. He has to be the one to go to work, as Andrew will tell you, and support her and share ksusva ona. And he has his obligations that start with the ksuba. And so we explain all of this in the contract as we go to the next stage from Kiddushin to Nisuin. And in so doing, we're actually highlighting the sanctity of this union, okay? So therefore, when a, uh, so why is it that we're encouraging this chasan to go and run to Bezdin if he sees that she's not a Basula? So we see, it's not, as we'll see in the Gemara, it's not a real Taina, right? He's not an Adim, he doesn't really know. But it does start a conversation. Is it an uncomfortable conversation? You better believe it's uncomfortable, right? Nobody wants to have to go through this. But a chasan kala, knowing that they're going to be encouraged to make sure that she's a basula, are going to know, at least from that aspect, that she has certain, right, it sets the mindset. She has certain obligations to go in to the wedding in a certain state. Because we don't want, the last thing we want is to, have a relationship where she wasn't, let's say, uh, a basula in a real way, right? Anything could have really happened, right? If you see Dan Basulam, you know she's a basula. But if you don't, then you don't really know what happened. But you know what? We're going to open up a little bit of an investigation before the relationship festers and you don't have a bias nem and bistral. It is a basically showing you a demonstration of how important the sanctity is of the Jewish home and this sacred union. So that's basically... Uh, why we have the ksuba and the kiddushin, as the Ramam says, right? And that's the bracha that we make at the, at the, uh, under the chuppah, right? That Hashem was mekadesh Yisrael bechuppah v'kiddushin. That this makes us, makes that sacred union where we're through chuppah and kiddushin and the ksuba, we are, in fact, highlighting the sanctity of this union. And so part of that is to encourage the chasan to go in on Thursday, the next day. And of course, there's a lot of psychology involved here. We know that the chassan's gonna get emotionally involved. We want the chassan and Kal to know, we love you, we believe in you, we want you to build a bias nem and bisral, 
but we're going to ask the difficult questions first in order before we get started so that the Chasa knows what his obligations are and the Kala knows what her obligations are and may they live af- happily ever, ever after. May they be Zilcha to build their Ba'is Nehman Be'israel. Okay. So now we know why Basul Nisus Liyom Arvi has to do with Ksubis. Okay. And those will be the topics of our Masechta, by the way. The concept of Nisuin, Basul Nises, right? Um, as well as what happens, all the different ways uh, with uh, Onus and Mefata, how do we handle the situation if we don't see the Dam Basulim? And in the end, we'll also go into the text of the Ksuba as well. That's towards the end of the Masechta. Okay. So now, Amr B- Yosef, Amr Bihud, Amr Shmuel says the Gemara. Ma Amr Basulim Nises Now this question ends up, I'll say it outside what his question ends up being because he doesn't ask the question, at least the Gemara doesn't present it in a way that makes any sense. So what he's really asking is now that we've established in the Mishnah that Basula gets married on Wednesday, right, what is the nafkamina, as we say, right? What does that actually mean in the event that you don't get married on Wednesday? What would be the halachic implications? But the way the Gemara asks it here is, as if he's asking why why does a basula get married on Wednesday says the Gemara in other words the answer that he gives here is now going to give away what the original question was but you see the way he asks the question it sounds like he's asking why does a basula get married on Wednesday well the Mishnah already explained why a basula gets married on Wednesday so that clearly is not his question. But from his answer, we deduce that his question was, what would be the halachic nafkamina? What is it? Because we learned this, we didn't learn yet, but it will be in Mishnah Nun Zayin, that if you already did the Kiddushin, we know that Kiddushin is going to be a certain amount of time, 12 months. Okay, so... The time for Nisuin, there's a deadline. Once you start the Kiddushin, you have a deadline of when the Nisuin can happen. What if that deadline, right, arrives and they haven't gotten their act together? They didn't get married yet. So as we will see, part of this marriage, and we've already seen this, is the fact that the husband is, the chassan is going to be supporting the kala. That's always the case, right, Andrew? The, the, the chassan supports the kala. So when the chassan has to support the kala, there is a deadline. In other words, okay, you're Merkadish Isha, Yeshakach, Mazel Tov. But at a certain point, even if you don't bring her into the Chuppah for Nisuin, you're gonna, the, the clock's gonna start ticking in terms of your obligations of supporting her. Okay. So what's gonna be? So that's what he says. They could start, so let's say he's a Kohen. So his, right, his Kala could start, even though they hadn't had Nisuin yet, if they've had Kiddushin and the, the clock has already started ticking at, after 12 months, she can eat from his, right? He starts to support her. She eats from, based on his support. She could already start eating truma. Says the Gemara, it could be that that 12-month right deadline arrive on a Sunday. And you'll say, okay, well, the clock has started ticking. Now you have to start feeding her. That's what you would have thought. So the nafkamina is like this. In that event that, let's say, the Arison was at a certain time that 12 months later falls out on a Sunday, he gets three extra days of grace period because he can say, you know, the first mission in Ksuba says, Basula nises so I'd love to do the wedding today, but I can't 
because it's not Wednesday yet. And therefore, because Chazal imposed this Wednesday wedding day, for those three days, he gets a grace period where he, it's not his fault, so to speak, and therefore he does not have to feed her yet until Wednesday arrives. That's the halachic nafkamin of saying, that's one of them, that's saying that she should get uh, married on um, Wednesday. So again, this is only explaining the halachic nafkamin. So that's where the Gemara says, Amar Reb Yosef, Avram. What in the world, right? Amar Avram is a exclamation. Holy moly. What does that answer of saying that we extend the grace period have to do with the question of why a basula is nises? So we already gave away the answer, but now let's read it inside. Says Rabbi Yosef, Talitanya Tanya? Wait a minute. He takes a Mishnah, right, that 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 we have, dependent on a Mishnah that didn't that was not taught. What does that mean? It means what he means to say, Rabbi Yosef is asking, right, that our Mishnah gives the reason why Basula gets married on Wednesday. The Mishnah in Zion doesn't say why we have the deadline extended until Wednesday. So why are we using the Mishnah and Zion to answer the question is, that we already answered in our own Mishnah as to why the Basula gets married on Wednesday? Well, we already know the answer. The answer is that's not really what he's doing. But that's what it sounds like he's doing, right? Because Mi Pnei Ma Basula Nisais Liyom sounds like that. So anyways, why are we using the Mishnah and Zion to answer a, a question that's already answered over here in our Mishnah? So the Gemara explains, no, Hatanya Vahatanya. So he says, right, Tali Tanya Badulo Tanya is how you read it. And then he says, Hey Tanya Vahelo Tanya, right? Asks Gamar, which Mishnah was taught and which Mishnah was not taught? So, Ha Tanya Vaha Tanya, what do you mean? Both Mishnahs are taught, right? Meaning, this, it, this detail comes up on Nunzain and it comes up on us. Both Mishnahis exist and they're both taught. So, you can't say that we don't learn both Mishnahis. Both Mishnahis mention the idea of getting married Wednesday. Rather, Rabbi Yosef's question is the following. Ella, says the Gemara, In other words, we're, this is what we were just explaining, that our Mishnah, that's Mefarish Taima, that explains the reason why the Basula is Nisei Sanyom Revi, we're explaining it based on a Mishnah that just tells you the Nafkamina and on Nunzayin and is not explaining the reason. So why are we using the Mishnah on Zion, which doesn't even tell you why Basula is Nisei Sanyom Revi, to answer the question of why Basula is Nisa Sanyom Revi when our very Mishnah explains the reason. So obviously there's something weird about the way the question is phrased. So now Rav Yosef is going to revise it. So it's right, Rav Yosef was the first person who initially said all this, right? I'm Rav Yosef of Yehuda Shmuel. So first he says, I guess, the version of that he heard. And now Rav Yosef, it's like a um, teaching principle. He's asking, he's telling you a phrase that makes no sense. And then he says, this is why it makes no sense. And then he says, and therefore, I'll revise what uh, was said in the name of Shmuel. And it's as follows. This is what Shmuel really said. Why did they say that Basul has to get married on Wednesday? And then when Shmuel asked the question, he actually quoted our Mishnah. He said, Right, that's the reason brought forth in our Mishnah that if the Chassan has a question as to whether this Kala was a Basula, he should be able to go to Bezdin right away the next day. We don't give him the grace period to get emotionally attached and let that go. And then the Mishnah continues, right? It's in other words, and then and then you might ask, 
This is the continuation of the question of Shmuel. And then you might ask, well, maybe she could also get married on a Sunday. Because after all, says the Gemara, right? Because she can also go to the, he could also, the chassan could also go to the Bezdin on Monday. So part of the question is, why are we saying Wednesday? We could also say Sunday, because after all, the Bezdin does convene both on Thursday and on Monday. Says the continuation of the question, Now, so the reason why we say only Wednesday and we don't say Sunday is because of this concept of shakdu. Shakdu means that they were very diligent and proactive in what? Takanus Benos Yisrael, protecting the, the Benos Yisrael. How is this protecting uh, the Benos Yisrael? Because we want them to have proper weddings. We don't want the chassan to be casual. We don't want him to put out a lame spread because then he's not going to be fully committed. It's part of the commitment is to make a proper, nice wedding. You know, like you don't put out the, uh, the kind of spread that you put out for the rabbi the, year, the, the week that you fire him, you know, for the kiddush, the tam-tam herrings and wine and ketam grape and ketam wine. You, you don't put out the lame spread. We want him to prepare for days. Well, how are you going to prepare for days if it's on Sunday? You don't get the Shabbos prep. And therefore, that's why we promoted, right, that the weddings should be on Wednesday. Says the Gemara, It takes a while to prepare such a good Suda. And we therefore say, don't get married on Sunday, even though, right, that would take care of the concept of allowing him to rush to Bezdin the next day, but it would not allow enough time for preparation of the Chasana. And therefore, we say, of the two days, we want you to get married on Wednesday in order in order so that you should spend proper amount of time preparing a proper feast. So, so Sunday and Monday and Tuesday gives you enough time for the preparations. And then on Wednesday, you can get married. Right? You can have the Nisuin. And now that we've learned this concept of Shaktu, which, which brings you to the fact that you should get married on Wednesday. After all, right, things considered, so now that we've learned all that, so we're putting a lot of words in Shmuel's mouth here, right? We're saying, given our Mishnah, that explains that the reason is that we want to let him run to Bezdin. And given the additional concept, which we heretofore have not mentioned of Shagtu, which limits it to Wednesday instead of Sunday and Wednesday. Given all that, now we know how we get married on Wednesday. And now that we know that we get married on Wednesday, right? So now we could say, and now the, that's the nafkamina, that if the time came after Kiddushin and the clock ran out and now he has to start supporting her, then he has to start to actually feed her even though he has not yet done Nisuin. However, if that fateful day arrives on a Sunday, because he cannot yet bring her into the marriage, uh, because he's supposed to wait till Wednesday, he gets a grace period, he does not have to support her until Wednesday. Very good. So that is the explanation of what the statement of Shmuel was. Now, it, once you understand that that's what the explanation of Shmuel was, it seems from Shmuel's uh, statement that if this happened by accident, right, that if what happened was 
that the husband didn't get a chance and he had no choice because Chazal, it really, he wants to get this Nisuin going in time. But Chazal says he has to wait until Wednesday. I don't know why he says it falls out on Sunday. He could have said that it fell out on the previous Thursday, right? <laughs> right, anytime after the Wednesday deadline, already you can, you have to wait till the following Wednesday. But be that as it may, once that happens, he's called an honest, right? Because it's not really in his control. He would love to get married, but he can't. So he claims. And we accept that claim. We say, yesh onsin be nisuin. We accept that claim, which is to say, we say, yesh onsin means you're allowed to say that I'm an honest and therefore I cannot do this. Okay. So now we're going to spend the rest of Daf Bays in Maseches Ksubis discussing whether that's true in all cases, and specifically whether that's true in Gitten as well. Because after all, as we described in our elaborate intro, Barry, we said, Ksubis, Nisuin, we want to get into this eyes wide open, right? We want to get into this with everything, all the I's dotted and T's crossed, right? And get it all formalized, we get the condition, we get the Ksuba, fine. And therefore, we're going to be deliberate about entering this relationship. And so we can wait. And if the guy isn't ready, we're not going to make him support her just yet, even if he's an honest. But by Gitten, we have to be more definitive. And we'll see why. We can't monkey around with Gitten. We need to know exactly the date of the Gitten. We can't say that the, there's onus begitten, perhaps, right? There could be a contrast on the other end, right, when there's a Gitten involved. So let's see that inside. So says the Gemara, based on Shmuel's statement, which means that you can postpone Right, the obligations of Mizonus until Wednesday. Right, so if there are circumstances beyond their control, in other words, he knows that the deadline's coming up. So if all he did was just blow it off, we may, we may not, we may not let him off the hook. We're going to say you just blew it off. It's not our fault. It's your fault. You should have. So therefore, you do have to start supporting her on Sunday. But if the reason why he didn't do it until now is because he was sick, Khalila. Or she was sick, right? Oh, she pierced Nida, or she became a Nida, which is uh, every every line, by the way, in Ksubis is a is a half of a Chorif's man. Explain, you know, is 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 uh, two months of Shear in any yeshiva, right? So pierced Nida is not the same thing, but be that as it may, right? In other words, whether you postpone the Nisun of a Nida itself is a huge issue in Rishonim, Achronim, Poskim. But let's assume that that they. Paskin that you have to postpone it, right? And therefore you don't have the chuppah. In that case, he does not have to uh, support her. And that is what it sounds like in Shmuel, right? That if it's an anus, then he doesn't have to support her. Okay. So that's the inference that we're making. But there are those, but there are those who said that in a question form. And they asked, they were actually curious about this. Chalahu mahu. What be the halacha if he became ill? And now is the reason why he didn't yet bring her into the chuppah. So hasab time am I. So if he got sick, should we say, why should we say that he should not have to support her? Mishim da'anus, right there. He was sick. What are you going to do? The guy was sick. What do you expect him to do? He can't get married yet. Bahacha nami ha'anus, right? So in the case where the case, so Hasamai, time am I is referring to in the case of our Mishnah where he has to wait, right? Our Mishnah clearly says that when he's waiting for Chazal, so then you allow him to not have to pay, right? It's not really our Mishnah, but it's the explanation that Shmuel had. It's really the Mishnah in Nun Zayin, Hasam. The Mishnah in Nun Zayin explains that when he had 
know, right, uh, the, when he, the reason why he wasn't giving her mezonos was because out of deference, right, to Chazal, is, so there we say that he does not have to support her yet, right? And so here too, in a case where he was a chola, he also, he had no control over that, obviously, and therefore he should not have to uh, support her. O Dilma, but maybe that's not how we would look at it. Maybe we would say, maybe this inference that we just made is not true. Maybe hasam honest, but the content of the Rabbanon. Over there in the Mishnah Nun Zayin, where we say that he has to wait until Wednesday, that's at the Kanas Rabbanon, but hachalo. But here, he got sick, but that's not a Takana the Rabbanon. Maybe, right, we only take the Takana as an excuse, right, but we don't take personal illness as an excuse. Okay. Maybe, the, why would the Takana be stronger? Because the Chazal, after all, as we'll see, uh, right, as, as we've already seen, everything we do is Kedas Moshe Vistral, right, that when you get, when you get married, you're doing it with the power. The Chazal had uh, a lot, the Rabbanon had a lot of power Right over this union, right? It was given over to formalize it through the Rabbanon. And therefore, if they made a Takana, so then that is what you have to adhere to. So they've kind of made the Takana that you have to give her the Mazonos, and they made the Takana that you have to get married on a Wednesday. So it's all included in sort of like the same rule book. But if the thing happened because of a personal illness, so maybe Chazal are not going to give you that grace period. That could be. And continues the Gemara with more possibility. So let's say if he gets sick, so that certainly is his fault. Because don't forget, why we make part of the reason why we're making all these takanas is to is for the woman to be supported. Well, guess what? She's expecting support after twelve months. So just because the guy got sick, that's not her fault, right? No, just because the guy has sick, she still deserves to be supported. What, she should starve because he got sick? And by the way, when he did the Kiddushin, he obligated himself. So he, so once you obligate yourself uh, to support somebody, you can't call in sick. They're relying on you. Oh, so in that case, maybe we would still ask him to support her. But what if the reason why is because she got sick, right? So the chasan is ready to bring her into the chuppah. In fact, he's eager and anxious, right? He would love... Nothing more than to initiate the Nisuin to start supporting her, but she's not, unfortunately, well. She's not ready, and therefore, in that case, would he still have to pay for that? Why should he have to pay for that? Maybe in that scenario, she, he, she would not be supported simply because she's not ready, so it's not his fault, right? Maybe Chalsahi, right? So the Gemara wants to know, Chalsahi Mao, Matsi Amala Anaha Ke'imna. Maybe he could say to her, I am standing here, ready. So maybe he, in that case, because he's standing, it's not his fault. He does not have to support her. Or the other possibilities. Oh, Dilma Matsya Amrle Nistachva Sadehu. Maybe she could tell him, "No, I understand. You made an investment in me. Nistachva Sadehu literally means that the field became flooded. So what does that mean? When a person buys a piece of land or anything, right, and then and it doesn't turn out exactly the way that they wanted, so. What do you say? That's a mekachtos? No. In other words, if there was something that you hid in the transaction, right? So, and you could say it's a mekachtos, right? A person, um, a person buys a property and that property has a tenant, right? And there's, everything's already spelled out. And, fine. And so the person, and it's understood that the tenant's going to stay there, right? For, for, let's say, three years. And so it turns out that he understands that. Everybody is in agreement. So if, 
right? It turns out that something was hidden from him, right? So then that you could say maybe is a mechachtos, and you could say you hid something from me. But if it turns out that it wasn't hidden from him, it's just he doesn't like how it turns out he decided that it's not really working out for him. He doesn't like um, that the tenant is parking in the parking lot and that wasn't spelled out or whatever. He doesn't like certain aspects of the experience that's not lived up to his expectations. So nobody cares about your expectations if it wasn't spelled out. So it didn't work out for you. So the wife could say to the chassan, you know, we made this agreement. I understand that I got sick, but it, the agreement is the agreement. You know, I didn't do this on purpose. It just didn't work out for you. So, you, so, so you, you're not happy. You, you wanted to get married sooner. But that doesn't resolve, absolve you from the obligations that we discussed. Right? We wrote in the Ksuba in sickness and in health, right? So you should have to have that obligation regardless. Okay? Or, so even if you say she gets sick, and in that case, let's say you could say that she tells him, yes, you still have the obligation to pay me. Pearson, to support me. Pearson, Nida, Mahu. What be the Allah if she becomes a Nida? So the assumption here is that the, her becoming a Nida, right, is actually her responsibility. The art school here quotes the Shittim Kubat says, explaining that she could tell him, listen, I got sick, I'm sorry, stuff happens, but you still have to support me. But that's only when it's a totally like foreseen circumstance. That's what we're going to say now, right? And then she could say that's part of life. Um, but the caller herself should understand that the clock doesn't start ticking until her vessus is up. That's really part of the deal. And that's really where we're going to start splitting the atomy on the Gemara too. That there's two different types of uh, Pirsa Nida. She could become a nida either within her cycle or not within her cycle. And that's what Gemara finally asks in its last little parsing of this question. It says, Bishas Vesta Lotibailach. Says the Gemara as we turn to Bezim at Bez, that if it's during her cycle, so then it's understood that that's kind of part of the deal, that you're going to be responsible, but if we're waiting for her cycle to be over, so it's understood that. That's that that for that part she's not going to have to be supported because that's kind of like part of the deal. However, right, and that's what that's what we're saying that she can't tell him stuff happens because her cycle is really built into the agreement, and therefore we would have we would have to wait, um, and therefore she does not have to be supported until after that cycle is over. However, but. When do you ask the question? Vesta. What if an unexpected right spotting happened, and therefore, due to that un- unexpected spotting, she could tell him, "Listen, that was not foreseen, and therefore, that was unexpected, and therefore, that's just something that sometimes happens, but you still have to support me." My, is that what are we going to say in the case of unexpected vests? Keva de Lobishas Vesta Havia. Are we going to say that since this was an unexpected occurrence, she could tell him this was unanticipated, but you know, stuff happens and therefore you still are obligated to support me? Or maybe because of the fact that spotting outside of the regular cycle is actually not such an uncommon occurrence, maybe that's really part of the agreement as well. And therefore, because it is true, because there are many women, it is common enough that the vest comes out of, out of schedule, it is as if it's happening on her actual cycle, and therefore it's part of the agreement that he has to, right, that she does not entitle to Mizonos until that clears up. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to try to answer real quickly, you know, whose fault is it, so to speak, when it comes to this Besula? 
In other words, the inference in our Mishnah is that Chazal it said that he has to get married on Monday. And when you look at the Mishnah Nun Zayin, that means that if the reason why you're postponing the actual wedding, so to speak, the Nisuin, is because of the Takana of Wednesday, then you actually are not obligated in Mizonus as the Chasan until that wedding, until that wedding takes place. But if it's any of these other reasons, which are the Anus, so now the Gemara is going to say, what would be the Allah in such a case? So Pashat Ravachai. Ravachai analyzed this Mishnah and he laid it out for us like a picnic blanket as follows. First of all, the fundamental concept, which is once the clock is up, then even if you're not then yet done your suing, you're obligated to support her, right? And she can eat your food. Uh, your, and even and if you're a coin, she can eat truma. Lo nas katani. So Avachai is looking very carefully at the Mishnah in Zion. And it says, Lo nasu. That it sounds, that's not what it says, right? Lo Naslu did not, it did not say, right? We don't know what it said because there's no Nakudos. It said, it looks like Nisu. That means that there's, it sounds like it's a reciprocal. Lo Naslu would mean that the husband took her in and initiated it. It doesn't say that. Elo Nisu, right? The Mishnah in Zion says they were not married. Seems like this reciprocal thing, which means whether the delay was caused by him or delay was caused by her, he would have to be chayv. What would be the case? Hey, dummy. What are we exactly talking about? It's as follows. If one of them is deliberately being me'ak of this wedding, am I ochos mishalov ochos betruma? Right? Why, if the kala was deliberating, why should she be entitled to be supported? It must mean, when it says, it must be referring to these exact questions that we were asking, namely the issue of illness, and still, when it has to do illness or, or the nida issues, we still say that they have to be supported. That is a diuk that Achai is making. That in all these cases, still the woman would have to be supported in a case of illness. However, of Ashi, who is a great authority indeed, is not so sure. No, 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 no. Any unavoidable circumstance, if the marriage is delayed until you get the chuppah, you don't get the support. It's called me'akvi inhu. And when the Mishnah says, right, that the deliberate, that, that right, the Mishnah is talking about delaying, he's talking about when the husbands are doing it so deliberately. That's what the Mishnah in Zion is saying. And really, your whole raya, Ravachai, that it should have said lo nasu, if that's what it meant. But really, it said lo nisu. Yeah, okay. It should have said lo nasu, but we don't have the kudos, man. So that's what it really meant. It may look like lo nisu, but it meant lo nasu. The ayah the ton of reisha And why did it say lo nisu? Stylistic symmetry, Andrew. Because in the ratio of the Mishnah, it said lo nisu, ton nami sefer bedidhi. So, so too, in this sefer, it also said nisu. But really, it means nasu. And really, it's only uh, talking about the case where the husband's deliberate. And therefore, the discussion, actually, of you know, what the level of ones has to be in order for the wife to continue for the clock to start ticking and for her to be supported, is kind of left here as an open question. It's kind of left as an open question. But be that as it may... Andrew, we know that there are cases here where there's unforeseen circumstances of onus, 
And in those unforeseen circumstances of onus, certainly in the case brought forth, right, in the mission in Zion, when you had to wait until Wednesday, then certainly if it was an onus up to that point, then you don't have to support her because the Chazal allowed you to wait until the Wednesday. So there are certainly, at least in some cases, we don't know what the exact case is, but there are certainly at least some cases when it's a truly honest situation because the abundance to Kana, where you don't yet have to support her after the 12-month deadline. And now, at the two dots, 50 lines down, Rava is going to start a discussion that will take us far into tomorrow's daf, which is, this is in real contrast with what happens in Gitin. I'm a Rava. Well, Indian Gitin ain't okay. No, no, no. That which we said, that yesh ones, when it comes to the Nisun and having to support the wife, that does not apply to Gitin. In Gitin, it's a hard deadline with no way out. You can't, you can't claim that I was an onus. In other words, you could say, maybe you could say I hit traffic, right, uh, when it comes to right, having to support her for the ksuba on, on the way in. But on the way out, no, 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 no. Once you have a get, that, that gerushin starts now, as we'll see. Alma kasava rava ain onus begitten. It sounds like rava when he says, well, Indian getting ain okay, it sounds like he holds ain onus begitten. Even if you say there's unavoidable circumstance, it's not going to apply to Gittin. What would be such a case of an unavoidable circumstance? Don't worry. We have the Mishnah in Gittin, Daf Ayin Vav, that we're going to now explain. Minale la Rava, ha? Where does Rava understand this concept of Ein Onus Begittin? Elam and Maybe it's from the case in the Mishnah in Gittin Ayin Vav, aforementioned, where he says the following. What's the case? Man says to a woman, Here's your get. Well, I don't want to get divorced now. But I'm going away, and if I don't come back within 12 months, you have your get. He doesn't want her to be, right, for whatever reason, he doesn't want her to be an almana. He'd rather have her be a garusha in the event that he doesn't return from these precarious business trips that they used to go on. And then, sure enough, he fell overboard on his uh, ship, and he died. So what would be the case, right? He wants her to have the get if he doesn't return. Hmm. And yet, he didn't return, but he didn't return in the way that he meant, right? He meant if I stay there in, in the other country, then you're going to be a Grusha. That's what he meant. But the reason why he didn't return is because he died. So says the Mishnah, Anayin Vav, ain't no get. That's not really get. And we're now going to make a diuk in the Mishnah. We're going to say, Mesude ain't no get. Yeah, the only reason it's not a get is because he died, Right? But one can deduce that if the reason why he did not return was because he got sick, in other words, there's three possibilities as to why he doesn't return within 12 months, right? He gives a conditional get, and he says, if I don't return within 12 months, this is your get. There's three reasons why he may not return. One reason might, might be because it's too much of a schlep. He found another wife uh, across the sea, and he's just not interested anymore. And this is a better family now anyway. And therefore now she, he doesn't want her to be in Aguna. He's a good guy. He's just like he doesn't want to risk his life going across Atlantic again. So he, she now, she, he, she'll know if he doesn't return within 12 months that he found the better, pasture, greener pastures elsewhere. And at least he was nice enough to not leave her as an Aguna. And now she's released. That's one reason why he may not return. Another reason why he may not return is because he died. So that's not what he meant, Right. Because if he died, she could go free anyways. Okay, so there it wouldn't be considered a get. 
as we'll see, because ain't get la'achamita, right? He, once he's dead, he can't really give her a get, okay? Uh, I gave that part away, but it's essential for understanding it. And then the third reason, and really the reason that we're discussing here is, what if he actually decided that he does want to come back? But the ship took like three days longer than he thought. <laughs> and he's coming back and he wants to live his life with the love of his life again, but sure, but he missed the deadline. So what would be in that case? It passed 12 months. That's the case of honest. Ah, so by the fact that the Mishnah says that of those three cases, the case where the get doesn't work is when he died, it seems to be that in the other two cases, namely where he either decided to stay on the other side of the world or he got sick, right, and, it was, and had intentions of coming back but just didn't make it, that in those two cases the get would work. Right? That means ain't onus begitten, Andrew, because after all, if the get, right, works despite his best efforts to return, right, so that, that would mean, okay, so that, that would mean, that's where Rava gets this idea of ain't onus begitten. So the Gemara, however, is going to reject that deal. And the Gemara says, Maybe you're going to say, you know, so we have two, three cases. When he wants to stay, when he died, and when he got sick. So we made the diak and we assumed that because we singled out when he died, that means that when he got sick, it would be a get. But maybe that's not the case. Maybe just like when he died, it also would not be a get if he got sick and didn't make it back. And Yeshon is beginning. However, the only reason the Mishnah didn't mention that case is not to contrast with when he gets sick, but actually to teach you this halacha of ain't get la'acharmisa, that after a person dies, the get can no longer be in effect, because that's the chiddush. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, ain't get la'acharmisa, hatan resha, but an earlier Mishnah on daf ayin beizengin already taught us that, right? So we don't need this Mishnah in ayin vav and getting to teach us that. It says in the Mishnah and get not ayin beiz, hareza gitechemeti, here's your get if I die, hareza gitechemicholize, or if I die from the sickness. Any one of these languages that imply that you're going to get this get only after I die over my dead body, in those cases, he didn't say anything, right? So the Gemara says, okay, but maybe that's not a proof. Right? Maybe the reason why we have this Mishnah on Ein Vav was not really just to explain but to exclude what the Rabbateinu said, the Shita of the Rabbana. In other words, we need to emphasize Ein Get Lacharmisa in two episodes, in our Mishnah in Ayin Beis, but also in Ayin Vav. The Tanya Rabbateinu, he because after all, the Mishnah in Ayin Beis includes, it actually, right, introduces the concept of Ein Get Lacharmisa. But then there's a machlokas about it. So you need the, re- the mission nine vav to paskin against the rabbaseinu, because the rabbaseinu, in fact, did allow her to get married. They allow to get lachar misa. Vamrin and man rabbaseinu, who are the rabbaseinu? I'm reviewed on Shmuel, Beis Dina the Sharo Mishcha. Those were the, the, the Bezin of Yehud and Siyah who permitted oil, right? Well, basically, that's what the Gemara in Avodazara explains. They allowed the oil of, of the, of, of the Avodazara which had previously been forbidden, they allowed it to be used. It's not for now, but they allowed it to uh, be used. Uh, when we get to Avodazah, we'll discuss whether that could be used for consumption. Be that as it may, those, that basin, Rehud and Siyah, Rehud and Nasi's grandson, Sabri Laka Rabbi Yossi. So, the, so the, those were bought and held like Rabbi Yossi. The Amr's Manu Shal Shtar Mochiach Halav. What Rabbi Yossi had held was that a star, 
meaning a get, get really means a star, has a timestamp on it. So once you have a timestamp on it, that's like saying me'achshav. And therefore, it retros back to before he died. And that should work. Oh, so therefore, once we have a reasoning for the Rabbanon, why the get should still work, that's why we need the second mission, Ein Vav. So that is what we're going to say could have been the reason. And then we're going to seek another source for where Rava holds this concept by Onus Begitten. We're going to say, Me'elami Seifa from the Seifa of Gitten Ein Vav. So Ve'elami Seifa is approximately 12 lines up or 11 lines up from the bottom of Bezam and Bez, and that is Bezat Hashem, where we will pick up tomorrow.